0: back to the hollow sky podcast. We're your host. I'm Steven and Kyle and welcome back to a brand new week. Hollow cult. It's Monday and we're here to help you push through. This is our regular show. You can tune in tomorrow for our night shift recap Wednesday night, 8 PM central on YouTube and Facebook, possibly Instagram. You can check us out at our live show, the night shift and Thursday, our listener experiences drop. So now that I've got that out of the way, we're going to go into some more business. Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and you will find us there. Come hang out. Join the Hollow Cult. Be part of the movement. You know the deal. Uh, So, Kyle was looking through some old internet files the other day, like some old uh, CIA documents, and he came across something that was wild. And the information he got, he's going to share with you right now.
1: If you want to submit a story for us to talk about on the show, you can do so by writing it out and sending it over to the Podcast at gmail.com where it won't be intercepted. It'll go directly to us, and we'll talk about it on our show. We'll disclose that information. Because we're all about disclosure here. Also, if you want to call or text the holophone, it's going to be 618-556-0837. You're more than welcome to. I don't mind at all. It is the same number to call in during the live show and have a conversation with us, whether you tell us a scary story, you tell us whatever, uh you can ask us questions, you can hang out for a minute, whatever. Just kick it. It's a live show. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a radio show, kinda. We just we just do our thing. If you want to send us some weird shit, you can. Hollis Guy Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. That's all the ways you can get a hold of us. Yeah. you know,
0: just, just do it. Just do it. If you'd like to support the show, plenty of ways you can do that, too. Check out our Patreon. See if there's anything over there you like. There's extra content, some other stuff, some goodies. Just peep it. Uh, we got a Venmo if you'd like to throw some change in there. We appreciate it. We have a store on our website, hollowskypodcast.com. You can go over there and check that out and buy you some holo merch. Rep the Hollow cult. It's a good, it's a cool, fun thing to do. Best thing you can do, though, is share the show, word of mouth, get the word out there, share the episodes. You know the drill. We need to follow more years, and we are relying on you to help us to do that. We appreciate
1: it in advance. And Franz.
0: And Franz from Attila. But that's another story. Yeah. Uh, Another thing you can do is go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us become more apparent, more visual in the world of paranormal podcasts and conspiracy podcasts and all that good stuff. So they really... really do help out. We are closing in on a thousand rating and review. Everybody let's get it. Let's go. You guys are killing it. Um, today's rating and review comes to us from our friend, XX small riot XX. So on my phone, I can't read the whole, uh, title says get in the craft. We're I'm assuming going somewhere, but anyway, Five stars. Small Riot said, These guys in this podcast make my day, week, month, and year. I love all the weird topics researched and covered and how they presented conversationally. I like that Kyle and Steve seem like two dudes I could run into at a bookstore in the paranormal section and we could strike up a conversation. They come across as approachable, super open to the mysteries, but also ready to swat away things that have already been debunked, and they appear to have a bit of healthy fear and a dash of skepticism where applicable. When present or when presenting the strange phenomenon, I started off only listening to this podcast and then move up to watching and listening your show on YouTube. Raise your monsters high for the hollow sky. Hell yeah. That was expertly written. I my do friend. Like that. Even if even if I fucked it up reading it, it was well written. It was solid. Yeah,
1: definitely. solid. That's on me. It's much appreciated.
0: Yes. Thanks, Small Ride, for taking the time. To leave us the kind words, uh, we always state it, but it is nice to just hear back, hear some feedback, positive feedback from our listeners, and this is the best way to do it. So we definitely appreciate you. And I do I do uh, venture into a lot of paranormal sections of the bookstore, so there is a chance that if you're around here, you'll probably catch me there.
1: Probably not me, <clears throat> but definitely Steve.
0: Yeah, Kyle might be there.
1: Maybe, if I'm tagging along, or I'm lost.
0: Oh boy. So, uh, this is a content warning right off the rip. This episode gets into some rather heavy, uh, content, very dark, basically it, it it deals with, uh, Mr. Epstein, and you know where this is going to go. I call him that because this is what this experiencer calls him. Not that I have actual respect for the dirtball. But anyway, so content warning. There's unaliving. There is uh, abuses. A lot of stuff in this that we're going to get into today. So uh, trigger warning, you, if you need to tune out, please tune out. That being said, um, I was digging around like I always do on 4chan and Reddit looking for uh, some interesting uh, posts and uh, I didn't stumble across this one but one of the YouTube creators that I listen to, I cannot remember the name, I wish I could because I'd gladly shout them out, did an interesting take on this so I hunted it down the official thread and I feel like I should share it with you guys because um, it's uh, it's heavy and Epstein's in the news heavy right now. So I figure we'll talk about it, right? Let's get it. So this was, I know people, you have to take it with a grain of salt. This is on 4chan, but where else would somebody be able to post something like this without it getting just absolutely obliterated, Right. So the title of this post was posted on X on 4chan uh, January 2nd, 2020. It's titled story time with a dead man. I'm going to read it verbatim. It says, well, I'm going to cut some things out, but I'm going to off myself tomorrow. X. I'm also sending three packets of copied information to the media. One to CNN, one to MSNBC, and one to Fox News. You all will have to see which one tells the truth about the information they receive and who doesn't. I trust 4chan to do this because of our history in releasing legit info to face, in the face of the mass media cover-up. I've been a professional driver slash security guard for a circle of very wealthy people for almost eight years. I started by working the door at a private gentleman's club outside of the D.C. area. From that job, I was introduced to some employment managers for Jeffrey Epstein. Because I had experience as both a cab driver and a bouncer, as well as always overlooking and keeping my mouth shut about the drugs and prostitutions my employers at the club profited from, they thought I'd be a good fit to work the weekends for Mr. Epstein. At first, I didn't do very much, definitely nothing important. I would run errands mostly and do anything my manager, who reported directly to Mr. Epstein, wanted me to do. So say the gardener calls out sick that day, I would be mowing the lawn in his place. I was sort of a floating general helper. Inevitably, I ran into Mr. Epstein now and then. He was always very personable, enthusiastic. I had heard about his original court case and the rumors and everything, but just meeting the guy made me feel like it was all a lie, because he seemed kind and genuine. I thought he was really just this hotshot money man, like a Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark kind of figure. And ultimately, I think that's how he wanted us all to see it. His God complex was, to say the least, very developed. Eventually, I was trusted with bigger jobs. I think I got a good reputation because I cleaned one of Mr. Epstein's bedroom one day. There was, to my dis- dismay, a mixture of, let's just say, bodily fluids on the bed sheets. I dealt with it professionally, and I didn't say anything. I knew by then that someone was always watching me. There are cameras in almost every single room of Mr. Epstein's private office and regular bedroom. He had several bedrooms, but this one was his quote-unquote favorite, his main room. I never mentioned it to anyone, and I still got to thank you for my manager for being so discreet. One day I was asked to go pick up a masseuse from a bus station. I didn't ask her age. I knew better, but she couldn't have been older than 16. I got a really bad feeling in my stomach because at this point denying Mr. Epstein's taste would be borderline irrational. I did my job, though. I took her to his house, and a few hours later, I took her back to the bus stop. She was crying, but I didn't talk to her about it. A few weeks later, I did it again. Now my manager tells me that Mr. Epstein would like me to take over all his various pickups and drop-offs. They called it cutie duty. But it was more than just girls. I would pick up drugs and other assorted packages, most of which I had no idea the contents, but as far as I was concerned, the less I knew, the better. I was getting paid very well for the amount of work I was doing. In a given day, I would spend three, maybe four hours doing anything that could be considered work. The rest of the time, I either sat in my car, browsing 4chan on my phone, or inside, pretending like I was rich and this was my house. For this, I was being paid over $75,000 a year, more than I'd ever hoped to make in my whole life. When I took over doing most of the driving, it went up to one hundred and fifteen dollars a year. Every time my job became more illegal, the money would get better. That's his tactic. He knows that people will do just about anything for the right price. I just want people to know, I guess, call it a public confession because I'm guilty. I guess I don't care that much because I'm going to be dead. I've done things I can't forgive myself for, and I think they'll have me killed anyway, but I'm going to do it on my terms. Anyway, Mr. Epstein is very shrewd. He pays you a lot, but not enough for the shit you have to do. And he tries to find the absolute least amount he can pay you to keep you doing it. For me, disgracefully, this was around $150,000 a year. I stayed on cutie duty for about four months. Then Mr. Epstein took a trip abroad. He loaned me out to another family. Uh, At this point, I don't think I'm going to mention the family's name. This is not, this is Steve talking. Uh, It is a prominent political family. (coughs) Uh, If you search for this document online, you can find it and look it up yourself. Um, I will. I guess I guess I could give you the initials. It's MR. Uh, and it deals with their son. So in light of any sort of, I guess, slander issues that could come from this, just going to keep it at that.
1: Better safe than sorry. Yeah. And you can still find the document online, so it's still there.
0: Yep. Back to this. Now, keep in mind, I never met MR. And I don't think I even worked for him. I just worked for his family. I reported to an employment manager as usual. I was tasked with driving a young man named C around wherever he wanted. C was probably 22 and already his license had been suspended for drunk driving. He lived in a huge home in the middle of nowhere outside of Boulder, Colorado. It was a beautiful house. If I could have stayed there forever, I would have. I suspect it was a vacation cabin owned by his parents, but I digress. Every weekend we would drive into the city, he would get shit-faced drunk, find a woman or a prostitute, and I'd take us all back home. C was a total piece of shit. If you remember uh, scumbag Steve, just imagine if Steve's parents were multimillionaires, if not billionaires, and you'll get the idea of what this guy was. So one Sunday morning after a typical Saturday night, I report for duty at 8 a.m. sharp, knowing damn well that C isn't going to drag his ass out of bed until at least 3 p.m., here he comes hobbling down the driveway in his socks to my car. He usually texts when he's up, and I come inside and start cleaning up his messes. No text today. He comes over to the car as I'm stepping out, and he says, Uh, hey buddy, we kinda got a problem, but it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, okay, what? Let's see it. We go inside, upstairs in his bedroom. His girl from the night before is laying face up. Her mouth's open, pooled with vomit. She's most definitely dead. As far as I can tell, she overdosed on whatever combination of prescription drugs they were doing, passed out, threw up, and then suffocated. I'm absolutely flipping my shit. I've got my phone out to begin to dial 911. C slaps it out of my hand and tells me to hold on. He says he can't get in trouble because it will look bad on his family. I said, C, you've already been getting into trouble. He says he knows, just not this kind of trouble. He He says that I'll get a big bonus if I just deal with it myself. Now, I'm way out here in the middle of nowhere, and the implication from day one of my employment in this circle has been that if I mess up, I might suffer harsh consequences. I know what I did here was wrong. I know that, and I am forever sorry. I ask him what I'm supposed to do. He says, just wait, gets a different phone out of a drawer and starts making calls. After a few minutes, I'm waiting in the hallway. He's casually pacing around the corpse. He gives me GPS coordinates. The coordinates are posted. I can read them out, 39.982602, negative 105.615416, for a little spot off 111 out in the mountains. I'm supposed to wrap her up, take her there, and drop her off. He said there would be guys waiting waiting there for her. It's a long drive, and I don't look forward to it one bit. I wrap her up in his comforter, and he stops me. Bro, he says, bro, not that blanket. That's like the softest blanket in the world, dude. Don't use that one. He gets me a different blanket from the closet. A real fucking gentleman this guy was. He's got an F-150 at the property used for landscaping work. I put her body in the bed with the tarp on top. Then I filled the rest of the back with landscaping supplies, fertilizers and tools, etc. I tried to make it really natural and boring. I'm shitting bricks. I can't believe that I'm actually doing this. But he's promised me that if I get busted, I'll have the best lawyer's money can buy. And I believe him. She's dead already anyway, and it's unlikely he would even get into any legal trouble. Just bad press, so what's the difference? The whole time I'm driving, sweating right through my clothes. I have to stop twice to puke. When I get there, there's a little dirt spot you can pull off into, and sure enough, there's a black SUV with a Jeep, or a black SUV and a Jeep with off road tires. I'm not about to just assume that these were body people, so I stop and get out and approach the SUV. The window rolls down, and there's a woman who's probably in her 50s and a big guy driving. I don't know what to say, so I'm just kind of like, how's it going? Feeling like a complete idiot. She makes a call and describes me to the person on the phone. Then she puts it down and says, we're we're who who you are looking for. We're who you're looking for. Is it under all that stuff in the bed? I say, yes, do you need help? She says, no, take a break. So I walk into the trees a little bit and smoke a cigarette. They've got her out, put her in the Jeep within five minutes. The woman tells me to drive, or the woman tells me to drive, but wait 15 minutes before I leave. Then they pull out of the driveway, and the Jeep drives further into the woods. I wait maybe about 7 or 8 minutes, and I leave. I get a text later telling me never to leave that early again, and it was from a blocked number.
1: That's fucking creepy. Yeah. So. Makes you wonder if they were monitoring him.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet. Probably probably tracking the
1: it's fucked because the story's already like too much for my anxiety.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it's uh,
1: because this this subject is just so fucking dark that I like. I'm unfortunately one of them people that have I like, can visualize things and it fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, and if you take into consideration everything, because this was this was posted in 2020, right? Yeah. So this is before any of the lists drop, any of that. You consider what Epstein was tied to, like this pretty much rolls right in line.
1: with. Oh, 100%. 100%, man. And it's just, I'll never be able to wrap my brain around how people are able to do things so cruel to other beings. I just cannot wrap my brain around that at all any day, any way, shape or form. I just cannot do it, man.
0: It's, it's like there is a tier of society that just absolutely has no regard for anyone below that tier.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's been fucking history. You know, that's always been the case throughout history. And it, I just, you would think at some point in our evolution that we would evolve past this point. Of being, I mean, I hate to even say it, but it it makes you not feel bad for the, like if if some ultra in, or entity out there were to just step on the anthill, so to speak. You'd just be like, well, that I mean, sucks. it's not that it's not deserved. Yeah. Okay. Because things like this still take place.
0: Yeah, and the fact that it runs so deep that... You could essentially take another human's life if you're in that echelon and just make a phone call.
1: And it's taken care of. And it's done. On top of that, like everything else that they're into, like it just it's just crazy that it's so easy. And then like there's no consciousness about it. Like it's just it is what it is to them.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like the the further the the poster gets ingrained with these the like the more his conscience deteriorates as well which i it should happen
1: absolutely should happen this this type of evil should not exist yeah like i just can't i will never be able to wrap my brain around the cruelty of man. I just cannot do it, man. Like, that's why I keep myself oblivious to a lot of these topics because I just, con- it's consciously, I just cannot handle it at all. Yeah. You know, I fucking feel bad for people who work in children's hospitals. And like, got- I couldn't even do that.
0: You got people out here who just have absolutely no regard for human life.
1: At all, period, the end. And it's fucking disturbing. Yeah.
0: So when I get back to the house, C is sitting at the kitchen table, eating a massive bowl of Fruit Loops with a big serving spoon and watching Love and Hip Hop. This man is like a child. He hasn't even gotten dressed yet. He asks me to wash his blankets and sheets. I do it. We get really drunk and C tells me that this has happened twice before and it's always fine. He says he's like Scarface and shit. I hate him. The remaining few months go by without incident and he gets his license back, freeing me at last. Mr. Epstein doesn't need me at this time, but I do get referred to her as a reliable driver to the big wigs of Def Jam Records who assigned me to work on. This is a prominent uh female hip hop artist. We're gonna I'm gonna kinda keep it discreet. uh, and kinda not kinda try to beat around the bush on this one as well.
1: Well, like Steve said, the document's out there. If you wanna find it, you can find it.
0: Yeah. Uh, me to work on R's crew while she promoted her sixth newest album. I never met Miss R in person, just in passing now and then, but I found this job to agree with me a lot better than the others. I drove a van stacked with promotional gear from city to city where she toured. A few times I was sent to pick up Molly and I was taught to use the test strips for its purity. If it was not pure, I was supposed to walk away, but it was always pure. There are circles within circles of connections. I believe there is an entire shadow economy strictly for the rich and the famous to get their rocks off collectively. One thing I did learn about R is that she enjoys young females as well. I was sent to pick up two young girls and bring them to her hotel room. Of course, I was met outside the door by someone more important than me. This struck me as odd because as far as I understand, R is not a billionaire like Epstein. But she was even more insulated and protected than he was. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with personal choices regarding security, but I get the picture that in this world, influence and money are both equal or are both equal powers and R, especially in 2011 and 2012 was highly influential. All I had to do was mention her name and girls would get in the car. It was that easy. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the most noteworthy thing that happened while working Def Jam is when R had a party to celebrate the end of her tour. Everybody was there. I mean, all the pop stars were there. The Jonas Brothers, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, even a few old heads like Elton John and some actors. I noticed John Travolta, for sure, Seth Rogen, Emma Stone, Bradley Cooper, just to name a few. For this party, I was, of course, tasked with getting the entertainment. They wanted, quote, as young as I could get, and, quote, as many as I could get. Ostensibly, they were being hired as... Quote, wait staff and valet drivers, etc. But the plan is to switch it up on them when they actually got there. Give them drugs, money, whatever they need to get them to do whatever they wanted to. Which is essentially to be all expenses paid prostitutes for whoever wanted them. That part, thankfully, was not my job. I was just the piece of shit who tricked them into going. I picked up five young girls from a mall, a couple teenage boys I found walking down the road, and then I got a hold of an escort company to fill out to make an even dozen that I was asked for. The ones from the escort company were not underage, and I was severely chastised for it. My manager basically asked if I ever wanted to work again. I said yes, and then he said, act like you've got some goddamn sense. I didn't make this mistake again. After her tour ended, I was just on my my own for a month or two. I rented a house near Tulsa and basically isolated the entire time. I was starting to get ideas in my head about going to a trade school or something, try to get out of this line of work, when I was called back by Mr. Epstein again called back to work for Mr. Epstein again. At this point, I've developed a very bad Coke habit, of which I'd only been sober for a few months to this day. I needed something to make me do it. Coke makes you feel numb in a way not much else does, and believe me, I've tried just about everything. There are research chemicals no one has ever ever heard of that get traded around these circles. When I came back to work for Mr. Epstein on his island, I was going through an eight ball every day or two. I binge drank at night, and I had to keep focusing during the day. The coke wired me up, and the liquor brought me back down. That's the only way mentally I could cope with what was happening. I was flown to his now infamous island to be one of the regular staff. Essentially, I lived there for free while getting paid to maintain the grounds and keep the buildings up. When Mr. Epstein was there, obviously he would bring his own entertainment, so I didn't have to do any of that. I thought, this sounds like a fucking fantastic deal. Island paradise, great wages, no real work, count me in. Out of all my sins, I believe saw, I believe sloth is the most damaging one I indulge in. I always look for an easy dollar, and that's why I pray for people like this. That's why I'm pray for people like this. Now, first of all, the island is like paradise on earth. It's always a comfortable temperature. The rains are breathtakingly beautiful and the architecture and decor of the houses are exquisite. Yes, the bathhouse house is, e- is really cr- creepy. The fake doors are there to confuse flyby surveillance if anyone was wondering. The other regular staff were hard to get along with. They were all creeps, and I mean capital C fucking creeps. Made me wonder about myself, honestly, that I'm put here with them. They all joked about getting Mr. Epstein's leftovers. The talk was constantly about when Mr. Epstein was going to visit the island again, when he would bring important people, world leaders, CEOs, etc. I and most of the staff were kept totally out of sight. We weren't allowed to work in the area unless we knew it was empty. Only his most trusted employees could actually be in the building with him and his high-powered friends. Sometimes, though, it would just be the family and things were more relaxed. I passed by his office once, carrying some garbage, when he beckoned me inside. He asked me my name and I told him. He offered me a seat and I took it. You don't get far in this business saying no. He began to talk to me. He looked really stressed. He asked me how anything that feels good could be bad. He had a big painting of Oscar Wilde and considered him a personal hero. He began to explain hedonism to me and asked me if I understood. Of course, I said. Who doesn't like fun? Lots of people, he said. Lots of people. Then he excused me to go about my duties. I fucked up really bad one evening and entered one of the maintenance shed to return some tools I'd been using. I saw a sweaty, pale back of a large man hunched over and thrusting. He had a Nixon tattoo on his back. He was wearing a bull's head mask. He was engaged in one of the regular staff mem- members' mouths. He turns to me as I'm standing in shock and says quite angrily, do you mind? And I slam the door shut. As I'm closing the door, I get a glimpse of my co-worker's face and he's crying. I googled Nixon back tattoo later and realized that the man was, the initials are RS, who i never even heard of up to that point. I knew I was in some deep shit. The next day, and for two weeks later, I got all the worst jobs. Trash, pickup, toilet cleaning, scrubbing boats. It sucked, but I kept my mouth shut anyway. As far as I understood, my pay had not been cut whatsoever. I'll do the shitty jobs where I'm by myself because at least I'm by myself. And that was fine with me. He took a little break, and somebody quoted, uh... Uh, op if this isn't a larp i have to tell you i wish you the best and honestly you did a lot of bad shit but i hope you recover since you seem like a good guy if you're larp if you're larping then nice job since i'm entertained and this is a very good larp then he comes back and says i'm not a good guy but thank you if this was the movie the punisher or whoever would rip my spine out of my back and i deserve it i'm not a good person
1: i would agree with that statement
0: yeah that's kind of where i'm at too
1: like unfortunately, man, you, you, you got what was coming to you.
0: Yep, you chose you chose this life, right? And I mean
1: man, like I know
0: I know life's hard.
1: I know we may all make fucking dumb decisions.
0: Hey, hollow cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the Dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots regular leather boots they they have it all and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome you can even stop by their the local tacova store have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But
1: holy shit. Yeah. Could you imagine like legitimately selling your soul for a dollar?
0: Yeah. To the worst of the worst.
1: Yeah. Cause that's all, that's all these people do. They just give up on everything to have bullshit that we don't even realistically need for the most part. Like, would it be cool to have a Lambo? Yeah. What do I need one? No.
0: no. Oh, am I going to sacrifice other people for it? No. No.
1: Not even close. Not even close. It's... Like I said, like I, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say in regards to this other than just how fucking devastating it is.
0: Yeah. And... Don't, it would almost sound like I was defending him, but I'm not. Because you... Whenever he began doing this, it was before all this shit about Epstein dropped. Yeah. But in the midst of that, he started doing shitty things. So he should have got out of there right then and there.
1: Oh, 100% agree. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. And it's also hard for me to uh, rationalize, fathom all the extravagant names being involved in such nefarious acts. Yep. Like, it's really, really hard to wrap your brain around that, you know, cause logically you can't believe it. You're like, no way. Like It's just, no, that yeah. all just these people are be.
0: portrayed to be like socialites and like decent people, yeah. you know, like donating money to this and donating money to that When in, I mean, real life, look at some of the names on the, on the f- list that drop now, like people, you wouldn't people. I mean, there's people you would think of, but there's people you wouldn't think of.
1: Oh yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. And, but it, You know, you talk about money and fucking, I feel like donating to things most of the time is just for tax write-off purposes. I mean, I'll just be honest. I think that if you're ultra wealthy and you want to change people's lives, go change people's lives. Yeah. Because you have the means to do it. You could legitimately walk up to somebody who's fucked and be like, hey, here's $300,000. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah, but it, you know it, it that, that's not the nature of what we're doing right now but I don't I, I feel like once you get to a point in those shoes you not his per se but the names I think you get so consumed with where you are and where you could be because it's there's a there's a part inside you where you're like I'm just going to turn a blind eye, bare minimum. We can't or we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. Like just shut the fuck up about it. Leave it alone over there. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. You know what I mean? Like even that to a degree cuts or should cut your soul. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you should not That should not be a reality for anyone. Yep. Doesn't matter across the board. Like I, like I said, uh, in our evolution, we should have far evolved past this point.
0: It is. I mean, m- like people say, money's the root of all evil, man. I agree
1: 100%. I think realistically, and when we could get into it on another show, but I think that is the true mark of the beast. I think people got it all fucked with this RFID shit. I think it's money.
0: Yep. Um. Just searching up this guy's name. I'm not going to mention it again. The Nixon tattoo guy is said to be an American conservative political consultant and lobbyist. Uh, yeah, so he's worked with some really, really, really big names.
1: And then, on top of all of it, man, these people are untouchable. Yep. For the most part, you're. Like he you said, there's a percentage of people out there that are so powerful that are so disconnected from life that we are ants.
0: Yep. And I, like they just they just don't care. No. Cuz they don't have, have to. Care. Like you said they they're just there to fulfill their their needs. And
1: you know we talked about it the other day about the names on the list and we know nothing will come of that. Yep.
0: Oh, getting back into this. The poster says, anyway, things started getting really tense on the island from that point. People started making little comments about me being nosy, or about minding my own business. I was starting to get worried because I was branded a troublemaker, which you don't want to be. Things turn very quickly in this business. That's how they've kept a lid on it for so long. Any small mistake and you're out. Most people are let go with NDAs, and the understanding is that they will be watched the rest of their lives, which ultimately is how I got out as well. After Epstein died, they cut me loose. I guess they figure since he's dead, nothing I'd know would matter anyway. They're probably right, honestly. It probably won't matter anyway. But the rest of my time on that island was pure terror. I was just waiting to be taken away or worse. It never happened, but I was still scared. I saw a few of the other weird, quote, plays that they do around the bathhouse. Mr. Epstein, at a little portable stage, he would get set up. He would wear the bullhead I saw... RS wearing, and he would give a big speech about what he called freedom. He would say, This island is the only free place in the whole world where everyone on it can do whatever they want. Bullshit. Not your employees. Not the children you bring here. Total bullshit. Everyone would cheer, and they'd get up and do this weird conga line with tiki torches. It was really cringy old people shit. And they would go into the bathhouse. There was a trap door on the floor that has not been reported in any of the investigation photos that I've seen, which leads to what they call the chamber. And it's essentially a bondage dungeon. I don't know what happened in there and I never want to know. I stayed as far away from that bathhouse as I could. I'm going to stop there and say that people that watched when Epstein's Island was taken over, they immediately moved in construction workers and they said there were there is footage. Because the first thing people said, well, if this chamber was never reported, did somebody come out and mention it, that would be lead validity to this guy's post. Right. They said there were videos of construction workers hauling concrete into the bathhouse.
1: That's terrifying.
0: Essentially
1: So they were trying to bury it.
0: Filling the trapdoor in the chambers.
1: <laughs> Which means that It was so bad down there that they didn't even want people going into that room.
0: No, they said, nah.
1: Also, think about what it takes when that guy says, the only way you get let out is by NDAs and knowing you're going to be monitored the rest of your life. Think Think about what that actually means. Oh, yeah. You're not talking about one dude sitting at a computer.
0: Yeah, everything you do, say think it's probably like, got eyes on you
1: bro that makes you think intelligent agency like that that type of scaling oh yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not just a a, a dumbass sitting in a van oh. drive following you everywhere like
0: look at the people that are integrated with this whole thing like that is top tier top tier across the political spectrum top tier across the entertainment spectrum like these are all the one way or another like he said the influencer money, it's all the top powerful people of the world. It's fucking
1: nuts, man. It's crazy to think that that, you know, even if, I I hope that this isn't real. I really do. I hope this is all fucking bullshit. Yeah. I really do. But just the, the amount that that takes is just surreal to me because it's just not a simple task to monitor people like that I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just at. A, I'm at such a loss. It sucks. Of understanding, like I just cannot logically wrap my brain around any part of it. I just yeah. can't do it.
0: It's gross.
1: I cannot do it.
0: The man. shitty thing is, it's. Like- I could
1: understand a lot of fucked up things. I really can, but I cannot fucking wrap my brain around this.
0: It's and it's like it, it's an ongoing con. It's not even a conspiracy at this point. It's like an ongoing truth. That this is taking place.
1: And it gets ignored and time and time again. Yep. Like I just I do not understand. I was telling my wife about it. I do not understand it why as a world leader you would not just go, you know what? I have fucking had it with this bullshit. I've had it. I'm done. So here here's what I have going on. I want the baddest of the bad. I'm talking fucking special forces guys. I'm talking essentially, I'm going to turn you into my own personal fucking mercenaries. Okay. And you're going to get paid shitloads of money. So there's your incentive enough. On top of the fact that there are people out there doing fucking wretched things to other people, your new mission is to go put it into it. Done. We're not, we're not, that's, that's all I'm going to say. We're putting it into it. Yep. Do what you got to do. We're putting it into it, and I'm going to tell whatever country it ventures into: you're either on board or you're not, and it doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: The the it's problem coming is coming to an end. Is that no matter how how no matter how high how high you are up on that ladder, there's going to be more powerful people that have their fingers fucking drenched in blood. Oh yeah. All that shit. Uh, yeah. It's all you would probably end up gone before the first missing m- oh, mercenary sure. step foot. I'm sure. And that probably holds a lot of power over a lot of people.
1: Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because we all we all have something to lose. Yep. Everybody. Everybody's got something to lose. And you don't. That's why a lot of people keep their mouth shut with a lot of different bits of information. Yeah. You know? Hell. Furthermore, you know, like with the not to change subjects, but like with the congressional hearing the other day. A lot of people just don't even want to accept fucking reality for what it is. Yeah. You know, they just keep their mouth shut.
0: Can't process it. Probably no.
1: And like I said, they'd, they'd rather keep their mouth shut than endanger everything that they have. Yeah, that's just terrible.
0: He goes back in. Somebody asked him a question about how, why he described RS as large. He says, I mean, large as in wide, he's a brick of a man in the supply shed. He was taking up almost the entire doorway. So anyway, eventually I got my reputation back for the most part and into good graces. I was working in the main house again, and one time I was helping in the kitchen. I don't know if the chef was, chef was fucking with me, but I hope so. He began separating what looked to me like the torso of a very young skinned pig. It had been roasted, and he was chopping it into quarters. The ribs to be served that evening, and the rest broke down for soups and casseroles. I said jokingly, That looks like a little kid. He gave me this awful dead-eyed look for a second and said, "Watch it." I worked on that island for about a year, 2013 to 2014, Mr. Epstein chose me and two other trusted employees from the island to come with him to his winter retreat in the Swiss Alps. He owned a small, billionaire small, mind you, cabin, aka ma- mansion there, and wanted people he knew he could knew could be trusted because most of the staff would be local hires. Our job on the surface was to help manage all the employees, like supervisors, basically. But the unspoken task would be keeping everyone either in the dark or quiet. Mr. Epstein had a real fineness for plump young Swiss blondes. And the Swiss, as he would explain, have a very progressive idea regarding the age of consent. He viewed this as a more relaxed way to do what he does, more casual. Part of the thrill for these people, I think, is in the fact that it is illegal and they could get into trouble. When they go places that are more friendly with the idea of an older man having relations with a younger woman, or a younger girl, not woman, younger girl, it's to take a break, so to speak. The Alps themselves, wow. I mean, wow. I've been all over the United States, and nothing in this country compares to Europe in terms of sheer beauty. Sometimes in the early morning, when I come out of my cabin and stretch, looking at the trees, smelling the crisp, clean air, just for a minute, I'd forget what I've done or or what I'm going to do. Then it would come back to me and I'd have to fight back tears. I want the mountains there to be the last thing I think about before I die. I'm going to take a minute here because this kind of shows his absolute disconnect from um, any sort of apathy for his victims. Because he goes, or Epstein's victims, I should say. He goes from talking about Epstein essentially raping these young girls to, man, the Alps are beautiful. All in the same, in the same spot. Like, he has a total disconnect.
1: Well, he ha- I think he has to.
0: Yeah, at that point, probably. Because his
1: psyche is so fucked. Yeah, you're right. That it's, I think, it's definitely his way of coping. Like, he's trying to flip the switch so he doesn't have to think about what anything that he's done or will do. Yeah. So it's the, it's, it's like the only thing he knows. Because what he's done has made him so uncomfortable and so disgusted with himself. Yeah. He's he has shut to it turn off. it off.
0: Yeah.
1: It it fucking frankly should.
0: Yeah. Uh, He comes back to say, sorry, I'm taking breaks to peek out my windows like a crackhead. I might actually bail and go find some open Wi-Fi somewhere, maybe in another state. I don't know. I'm getting more and more paranoid. My lights flickered and I almost shit myself. I think I might get back on the wagon just for tonight and go get some liquor. Please be patient with me. So I've not been there in three days. Okay, he comes back in. So i would not been there in three days while me and the two men from the island were doing bumps of coke off a butter knife in the lower garage. A boy, maybe 14, skinny, blonde, pale, and naked, comes through the doorway right toward us. He's speaking French, but I think I got the gist of what he was saying. He was asking for help. He looked hysterical. Immediately, my two quote-unquote friends were out of there, and I shouldn't have been far behind. I told him calm down, calm down, it's okay, I'm going to help you. I just wanted him to feel better. This all took maybe 30 seconds before one of the quote nannies came in. He looked at her confused, and I get the picture that she was trying to decide if he was trying to decide if she could be trusted. She couldn't. She shushed him, put her jacket over him, took his hand and was speaking French as well. It sounded like a mother consoling a frightened child. She led him back into the house and I did not see him again. I never mentioned it to anyone, and nobody ever mentioned it to me. During my last couple of weeks there, I witnessed firsthand the murder of an independent journalist. I don't think he was actually a journalist. I think he may have had a blog or a YouTube channel, but I'd never heard of him, and I don't know his name, so I don't think he was anyone with any real connections. He was one of the local hires, a dishwasher, but he was seen with a cell phone out, possibly recording. Me and the other two from the island were asked to go, quote, check it out. So we go get the guy and ask him to empty his pockets. Sure enough, we got a phone. Uh, We told him to unlock it, and he wouldn't. One of the other guys made a call, came back, and slugged him directly in the nose. I think he broke it because there was blood just pouring out, and the guy was screaming. I don't think he'd ever been hit before, but me and the other guy just held him down. You know what? Fuck it. I'll say their names. It was, uh, I don't even know if I should say these, but. Eh, if they're scumbags whatever it was Daniel Robinson from South Florida and Marcus Harper from Nevada Marcus and I were holding him down and Daniel punched him again and told him to unlock his phone he complied this time or he complied this time and sure enough there were pictures and videos from inside the house we knew we hadn't sent anything because only wired connections work from here i guess they had signal jammers or something or maybe because it was just so remote i don't know anyway daniel makes another call and tells us to take him outside to the woods I think we're just going to threaten him and make him sign an NDA. But Daniel took his belt off and strangled him to death. We had to put his body up in an old outbuilding because the ground was frozen. We put him through a wood chipper and then burned everything to ash. Jesus. There were bits of charred bone left over when I swept it all into a bag and threw it out with the regular garbage. This above anything else I feel the most guilty for. During my last couple of weeks there, I witnessed first... Oh, I already read that part. My bad, my bad. Okay, after that, if I wasn't in before, I was definitely in now. Me, Marcus, and Daniel. Three fucking stooges from hell. Daniel had been in the military and I think had had a few screws loose, but he always had a temper. He became the go-to guy for really dirty shit. I started working for Mr. Epstein directly after this. He would confide in me sometimes when he was very high about how nothing really makes him feel good enough. He told me once that he hasn't felt happy in years. I wish I had the stones to tell him that this life he's living is only bringing him down. For a brief moment, I felt empathy for the man. I think that, too, was part of his game, though. I don't think he ever had a single genuine feeling outside of his sexual gratitude. He never mentioned the journalist to me. It was like it never happened, but we both know that was the reason I was now directly working for him. He goes, listen, I think I've said about all I care to say right now. I'm going to go get a bottle of something. And before all the stores close, if this thread is still here in a few hours, I'll answer questions and tell some more stories. He goes on to say, all right, boys, I'm back. Uh, I'm also on my way to a really mean drunk. Ask me some questions. Someone asked him about a secret phone. He says, I don't know anything about a secret phone. That sounds something above my pay grade. He asked how to encrypt messages and files. Someone asks, my question is about the shadow economy. Uh, did you feel Epstein had any kind of uh, mental disability in some way? I'm intrigued as how you described this his crisis of how something feels good can be wrong. Elaborate on what you feel really goes on inside these people's head. Also interesting hearing more about the weird drugs. Uh, I don't think he had any kind of mental disability at all. He was smart as a whip. I just don't think he had any emotional intelligence. Maybe. I think he was hollow inside for the most part.
1: Well, you have to be. Yeah, you can't you can't be connected and do what they supposedly have done.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, there was one final post before this guy uh, disappeared off the internet. Someone asked him, "You ever see occult stuff on the island? Robes, pentagram, rituals, that kind of shit." He states they called them plays and quote-unquote theaters, but from my eyes, yeah. I would say the speeches and stuff that I saw looked more like rituals. The bull's head mask was scary. I mean, it was a rubber mask for sure, but whoever spoke would wear it all night. After they would come up and out of the chamber, the masked person would roam the island all night, and it was generally understood that you were to avoid them at all costs. When they wear the mask, they're like animals. They just wander around from one carnal satisfaction to the next. Food, sex, violence, whatever. They could do whatever they want. If they came up to you and told you to gratify them in some sexual way, you have to do it. It never happened to me, thankfully, but I made sure on those nights to stay out of sight. That was the poster's final confirmed post at 12.30 a.m., And that is that. Side note. Eight hours after this post was posted on 4chan, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested for her hand in the Epstein case.
1: Fucking strange.
0: Talk about some weird timing.
1: It is weird timing.
0: It almost makes you wonder that everyone on the inside may have been warned that number two is going down. So it made this guy decide to come clean and essentially end his life.
1: I'm... I don't know. Like I said, you can't ultra-verify the story, which is 90% of what we talk about. I feel like if if anything... (laughs) Oh homie's trying to attend his last confession here. Yeah,
0: he's he's trying to subside some of his guilt, I think.
1: Which he knows as well as anybody else it's not gonna be
0: forgiven. No. And I mean, a lot of people read these kinds of things, and they're like, oh, it's on 4chan. It's on 4chan, you can't believe it. But you know, think about social media today where else is he going to post it like you get banned off reddit for calling somebody a moron and shit you know yeah it's uh yeah there's
1: there's nothing else you can do and i mean i don't recall much of them packets being talked about on the mainstream media no uh,
0: and again to touch on it they uh they filled the entire island basement with cement. There's a video on YouTube of a guy flying a drone over the island. They were doing construction and filling the basements full of cement. It's
1: crazy. Like for me, this shit is crazy. For me in my mentality, I couldn't I couldn't stomach the details anyways. So I just I I just couldn't do it, man. Like I even if there was hardcore evidence, I I wouldn't want to look through it. I wouldn't want to. No, I couldn't do it. I just I just know myself. I know what's inside me, and I just couldn't do it.
0: And the stuff, the stuff that he touched on that he said he was involved in, while absolutely vile, is there was nothing that was like so far extreme out of the realm of what the top echelon would do that makes it stand out like he would make this up Does yeah makes sense yeah uh another thing to touch on before we wrap it up here that uh if you're we know 4chan's credibility is not great but NBC News. 4chan user posted about Jeffrey Epstein's death before it was public. Authorities now want to know who was behind the post, which contained medically accurate details about the financer and accused sex trafficker. Less than an hour before the first news report surfaced that Jeffrey Epstein had been found unresponsive in his jail cell, a post about his death mysteriously appeared on the message board. Authorities now want to know who was behind the post, which contained medically accurate details about the sex trafficker. The lendsome validity... To the site. It is weird. Uh, Again, I just wanted to share that with you. Like I said, everybody knows I'm always digging around. And since Epstein is on everybody's uh, talking points, I figured I would share that. Again, if you look around a little bit, you can find this file if you're interested in seeing the name. Some of them have them blocked out. but You can go and find them. Uh, That's pretty heavy, Holocult. Very heavy, pretty heavy,
1: very heavy. Um, it's not, it's not a topic that I enjoy. Uh, I'm, I'm more into alien invasions versus this type of shit. Yeah, that's why I've said it before, but that's why I don't do true crime because it just it sucks. It exposes the worst of the worst of humanity, and I don't fucking like it. I don't even like hearing about your normal. Home invasions and stuff. I don't... I just... That it just. I'm not built for that. Not built for it. I'm trying to go fight aliens and Bigfoot. Not accept this as a form of reality. True. True. It's just... It's a dark plague to our society. And an injustice to every single person. That's ever existed. It's just, it it needs to be taken care of.
0: Maybe they'll come, they'll come a time when there's some justice put out, but I don't know. I don't have very much faith in it because the powers that be are usually the ones that have their fingers in the shit like this. So
1: Yeah, and there's, there's more than enough incentive for every one of them to do their best to cover it all up. Yeah. To make it go away. And as we talked about earlier, and we'll probably talk about more in the future, money gets people a long, long way.
0: It's also interesting that uh, OP here sent packets of copied information to, it don't matter which side you're on, to all your big media outlets, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, and none of them made mention of
1: it yeah that's what i was saying that i don't recall any of them talking about it no <laughs> but it just like you said when somebody from a higher echelon rains down on you like that even if you don't know the the reality of the story you know you maybe i maybe i haven't even read that document yet but somebody from somewhere comes in there and is like you didn't see this it does it doesn't exist if you decide to talk on it, you won't exist.
0: Yep, and all, all most the,
1: people are gonna go, yeah, fuck this.
0: <laughs> and all the big media is ran by the same. Oh yeah, the same people anyway. So, I do think the timing is strange that it was exact, almost exactly eight hours before the FBI took in Maxwell. I still, I when I first heard this, I immediately thought that the the big players were being pinged and the the word went out hey they're they're coming for everybody right. involved so you have one of two options you know you get swept up in all this or you put Can, yourself out of control this. delete yeah uh, but yeah um i just thought i would share this with everyone since uh again Epstein is in the news again, and it kind of sheds light on some of the stuff that he uh, was into, and not just him. Other other big names, you know. Epstein's a piece of shit, but there's a lot of pieces of sh- pieces of shit in that fucking toilet. So yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. If you think it's all just a. Uh, just a big, elaborate story someone put out there if you think there is some credibility to uh, what OP is saying. here, yeah.
1: I hope it's a giant fabrication. Me too. <laughs> God. I want it to be a fabrication so bad.
0: Uh, with that being said, let's get through this work week, Holocult. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sorry, this is such a downer. We'll be back to aliens and shit next time. But, you know, sometimes you just got to put information out as you find it let you guys make up your minds on it so again check us out at all our social medias facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok discord reddit stay safe stay weird and remember there's no amount of money out there that is worth the atrocities that epstein's victims went through